Right, so a surge in gang violence has Auckland on edge at the moment as a tit-for-tat gang war between two rival gangs plays out on the street. The Minister of Police, Porto Williams, she said she wants the police to work faster to tackle this particular issue. The police have responded by saying they're making arrests, mostly on firearms charges, and working behind the scenes to de-escalate the situation. And yet still, communities fear for their safety. The government recently announced a $562 million investment into police and $94 million to target gangs and organised crime. Obviously, more resources is key to tackling the gang problem. But is it enough? National Party spokesperson Mark Mitchell has suggested tough anti-biker laws introduced in Australia should be considered here. So in 2013, Queensland instigated some laws which meant that it was against the law for three or more known criminals to meet in public. They went a bit further than that as well. If you associate with known criminals, even text them, you're given a warning. And if you breach that warning, you were then regarded as a known criminal and can be monitored. Giving police more resources and the power to investigate and supervise gang activity and those associated with them is surely a step in the right direction. Anything that makes it more difficult for the gangs to go about their business is a good thing. And that's what they saw in Queensland. They also made it law that club members can't wear any insignia in public and we have followed suit to a certain extent here in New Zealand. Uh, In 2020 we denied gang members or associates the ability to display their insignia in any government premise so that included court buildings, work and income, libraries, schools, public hospitals, some sports grounds and public swimming pools. But this could go further. Reducing the display of gang patches by itself It's not going to prevent gangs going about their business and causing harm, but it does make communities feel safer by removing that intimidation factor. Gang violence in New Zealand has only increased since Australian 501 deportees started arriving in the country. Their arrival has led to oversaturation of the gang environment, fuelling territory conflict. Their impact was underestimated by the national-led government in 2015. When this all began, and now by the Labour government, no one has done near enough to address this issue, to keep track of them or help them reintegrate into New Zealand without resorting to gang life. So do we look to Australia? Do we tighten the laws around who can meet and what they can wear? The police know where the gangs are. They know who's committing the crimes. They need to be able to go after them. Are we at the point now where it is worth giving this a go, giving the police more powers to be able to to monitor, have surveillance on these gang members and just make their life a little bit more difficult. You might, however, be concerned about the police overstepping their powers. I personally like do always have that in the back of my mind. But when it comes to the gangs, when it comes to this problem, it's just keep it's just getting worse and worse. And now we have communities absolutely terrified as to what might happen when they're sitting down to eat their dinner in their neighbourhood as a car drives past. It just seems to me we've actually got to really step up. We need to give the police more resources and more power to deal with the gangs.